Welcome to yet another episode of Fairweather Friends featuring Poe, the podcast about friends and friendships. Uh, This is Andy, uh, the host, I guess, uh, one of the hosts. Uh, Poe has been uh, advocating for more speaking time. Uh, I just don't know. Told him to get some notes together, but he doesn't seem to be uh, all that interested in doing that. So uh, he's just going to uh, lay there on the couch behind me and side-eye me a little bit. Uh, so it's been uh, just a smidge over a month or so since our last episode. And uh, it, it <laughs> I guess it's looking like, you know, every month or so uh, is our timing or release schedule now. And I, I, I there's no planning or rhyme or reason to that at all. Uh, that's just kind of what happened. So we're a little bit behind that schedule. I was uh, out of town last week. Uh, was in the great state of Texas uh, visiting family. It was uh, our dad's 90th birthday. Um, so the whole family descended upon them. Um, I'm sure... Um, you know, against every fiber of my uh, anxiety-riddled brain, uh, but actually, you know, it it uh, it turned out pretty good. It was exhausting. Uh, I was flat out just done, done, tired, exhausted every night. Um, uh, made the decision, a bunch of us, to to rent our own separate houses, so that way we wouldn't be, um, you know, completely taking over. Um, our parents' lives, um, so that proved to be helpful because Poe got a little bit of a of a reprieve from all that, and I did too. Um, and I think that really helped both of us just kind of maintain a little bit of a of our routine and our normal, uh, just kind of what we do. Um, so speaking of Poe, I'm sure many of you who follow on social media, either myself. Um, or the pot, even though I didn't really post it on the podcast page, but um, I always begin each episode with a pup date. Uh, and the big one <laughs> was uh, if you hadn't heard, Poe had a, a nice little adventure that was terrifying for all of us. He had managed to escape. Um, long story short, he was found um, thanks to whatever deity was in, uh, in his favor that day. Uh, but yeah, he made his way and just flat out uh, outside of the house and just flat out sprinted uh, through the neighborhood. And he was spotted a couple of times by a couple of people, but you know, looked for him for about four hours, never got eyes on him. Um, and finally, uh, miraculously, somehow I got a call from the Humane Society that someone had had brought him in. It was actually a, a California Highway Patrol officer. Uh, that found him on the side of the road. Uh, Poe had actually made it onto the freeway uh, in our neighborhood. It's uh, you know it's it's residential, but there's also a, a pretty busy city street. So of course everyone was was freaked out uh, by it. And uh, there are kind of tucked away these uh, hidden, not really hidden, but they're they're kind of inconspicuous on ramps to the freeway. So I'm guessing as he was just uh, frantically sprinting, 
through the neighborhood and trying to run, run away from what whatever it was, whatever it was he thought he needed to run away, away from. Wow, um, we're having a tough time with words this morning. Um, yeah, so he either made his way onto one of those on ramps, or uh, there's there's a hilly area behind uh, some of the houses in the shopping center that he could have easily run down, found his way. Um, but long story short, he he made it reasonably unscathed. I mean, his paws were kind of uh, kind of roughed up quite a bit, so he had he had some healing to do, and I had some uh, healing to do myself. It was you know, needless to say, a traumatic event, but like I said, glad, glad it, uh, it had a happy ending. It's, you know, it's rare, uh, and it's unfortunate, um, because, you know, a, a lot of people lose, lose pets, uh, and people, uh, and don't necessarily always have a, a happy ending or any kind of closure, really. Um, you really kind of get it in your head, while this is going on with all of the possibilities, um, good and horrible. Um, but luckily we, you know, we didn't, we didn't have to really get into all of that. So, um, yeah, so that's the big, uh, update with him. He's pretty much been back to normal, his regular self. It's, uh, we've, we've definitely heightened security protocols in the house. So, very extra vigilant and it wasn't um as if i was extra careless it was just he he i guess um passed the threshold of what he was um freaked out about and just decided it was time to make a run for it so in just a normal opening and closing of the front screen door he he just started out there and that's just something that he's capable of doing and i need to um well i have been but i need to just assume that that is a possibility every time the door opens and closes so if there's going to be people coming in and out uh he's either uh going to be strapped uh to me or um or locked up in a maximum security room somewhere so um so today, uh, I was since it is um, Women's History Month, I, I did want to uh, dedicate a podcast or devote a podcast to uh, talking about uh, things related to that and kind of the uh, the conversations that come up. But I thought it would not be appropriate if it were just me. Um, it's probably a good idea to at least have uh, a woman and some women voices on that. So, uh, that, that hopefully will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, so today's theme is actually going to be about the generic topic of sports. And I know that, um, you know, a lot of people listen to us aren't necessarily sports fans, but, uh, I did want to spend some time just kind of talking about how, uh, that exists in, culture and some of the some of the things that came up uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, regarding that and how that's uh that's kind of become a almost a battleground or uh or at least very much a point of discussion and controversy um and just kind of talk about what I've conversations that I've been having with people um 
So, uh, just to kind of revisit the um, the whole family reunion thing, one thing that that I found interesting um, is that I don't know. It kind of felt a little bit um, like this the last couple of times I visited El Paso, where it kind of just doesn't parts of it are starting to feel a little more foreign to me. Um, but this was really the first time that I was there with, where, with the exception of being at my parents' house with family, it, it just did not feel like home anymore. Um, there's still, you know, familiarity, a lot of the, the buildings and schools that I went to and places still exist, but I don't know, it just, it felt like I was in, uh, I was in a city that wasn't my home, um, I don't know. It's just, it, there's kind of a weird, um, environment there, um, that I just kind of really fixated on and noticed. Uh, one thing that I did is, you know, my parents live in a, in a pretty, um, quiet neighborhood. It's, it's suburban. So it's, you know, a lot of houses and, um, not, not really like in the middle of a urban center, uh, kind of like where I'm at right now in San Diego. But, uh, it was just, it was just odd because there, I didn't see very many people outside. And I, I guess I've become used to just seeing, you know, people walking, walking their dogs or, you know, walking to the store or, you know, there's just, there's just people out. Uh, and I don't know, it had this really odd, eerie feeling to me. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think um, we kind of get to that point to where, um, you know, we have we have different different places that we call home, um, and it just it, you know doesn't la- it lacks that familiarity um, with me and and yeah. So I didn't really have any desire to to you know go out and about see see any of the sights or people and plus I just really don't have much time to do that anymore I mean I go specifically to spend time with my parents so I try to maximize that as much as possible um and then also like I said like once once we're kind of done for the evening you know dinner and all that stuff uh, I was just I was just beat and I just needed to go and um you know, crawl back into solitude and just pass out for the night. So, um, so that was, that was a little bit interesting. Um, in terms of other, let's see, updates and news. Um, I guess kind of, uh, leading into, um, a little bit of the, the meat and potatoes, so to speak of what we want to talk about our theme, uh, which, is sports um was a couple of things that that came up uh this you know the past couple of weeks um so there was a uh there was a thing that came up a few weeks ago in in golf uh, and um and it was uh, an incident where uh, Tiger Woods, which you know, even if you don't watch golf or into golf, I mean, you're probably at least familiar with with the name Tiger Woods, and you know, he's had some uh, some off the course issues, I guess, uh, in his life. 
um, as well as you know he's he's been you know pretty good at what he does for a while. Um, but in any case, like he was playing a tournament, and I guess his playing partner that they they were um, they were playing together, and uh, Tiger Woods had hit had hit the tee shot or ball farther than the other guy. And as a quote-unquote joke, um, he was caught on camera handing the guy uh, a feminine hygiene product, i.e. a tampon. Uh, and that was supposed to be a ha-ha, you know, you're, you know, we, we know what the joke is. Like, the joke is you you hit the ball like a woman, that's why I hit it farther than you, because, you know, men better. Um, and... You know, it kind of, uh, I don't know, it got me thinking about a lot of a lot of the things that we're dealing with um, in terms of society. So uh, it's actually caused me to, I don't know, like I used to, you know, when I was visiting family, one of the outings, the few outings that we would do is um, my brothers and I would, would go play golf. And I just, I don't know, I wasn't feeling that this time around. And it's not because of the Tiger Woods thing, but just the, a bigger, I don't know, a a bigger sentiment that I have. And, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into all that right here after the break. So, uh, stay tuned for sports. All right, we are back and we are on the topic of sports. Uh, I, just before the break, I uh, just mentioned the uh, the anecdote of what happened in golf, and uh, one of the things, so a couple of things that came out from this uh, that I've had conversations about, and one of the things is is I guess first and foremost that that that's you know sports has always kind of been a place of um, of competitiveness, um, especially for. For boys and men, it's uh, you know it's supposed to uh, be this culture of toughness and you know all this other stuff. And one of one of the ways that um, I guess masculinity gets promoted in sports is by uh, by comparing uh, a subpar, uh, no pun intended level of performance uh from a boy or a man and likening it to you know what's what's perceived is a you know a a weaker person performing that so you know we growing up playing sports if if you don't hit kick whatever you do to the ball or the the puck or whatever if you don't do that hard enough or with enough velocity um a pretty common uh, raz, if you will, will be uh, that you you don't hit very strongly or whatever, uh, and therefore you are like a woman in that regard. And so um, that that kind of the whole Tiger Woods thing was that's really what what the joke was. And it's I don't want to say it's not about that because we know that that's how things get normalized. It just kind of becomes. Um, you know, almost accepted. Uh, you know, we, we use terms like that all the time to tell people to stop uh, acting uh, weak or or whatever. You know, stop stop being a bitch. Stop being, you know, this. And 
And, you know, sure, you can go and argue. It's like, well, it doesn't really mean that. But that's kind of where it all comes from. It's just, you know, essentially, like, stop stop acting like a girl or a woman uh, and be tougher. I mean, even, even women in sports um, are held to a, a standard of trying to be competitive and and tough. Um, but I think what what bothered me the most about this is that, of course, because it's a high-profile figure that this happened to, there are a lot of people that, that sounded off and, uh, and commented on this, uh, especially a lot of prominent women uh, in sports. So a lot of women sports writers, uh, sports analysts, uh, TV shows, and their, their job is already difficult anyway because they're constantly second-guessed by... Um, but, well, it's it's men really what it is um and always under the guise of like well you've never you never played the sport how would you know um what you're talking about so they they deal with that um and so of course you know they they commented on this incident and it wasn't like i said it wasn't so much the the joke or the the origins of that or what that signifies but what uh, what really stood out to me were just the comments about um, the directed at women that that were calling attention to this behavior. Um, and so it, what came out is just that people, i.e. men, were upset that they dared say something about why this behavior is problematic and why this, you know, this is upsetting and essentially telling them that they shouldn't be upset because it was quote unquote just a joke and they're blowing it way out of proportion and you shouldn't be upset and shut up is really what it came down to. And the, you know, the irony of that is of course, is that they're saying that there is, you know, almost gaslighting that there is not a problem with that um, in sports or this wasn't problematic um, by commenting in ways that are problematic. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of the one thing, uh, with that. Um, but also the, the other thing that, um, that came to my attention is just that there were a lot of comments by people saying, oh, well, it was one, it was just a joke or it was just a harmless joke. That's not even that bad. Uh, you should hear how my friends and I um, joke around with each other when we're at the golf course. And that kind of brought back quite a few memories. And again, you know, like I said, I, I would play golf with my brothers and it never, you know, it we never got into anything, um, anything, any kind of discussion or, or insults or anything that were that, uh, that were that um, level of, of what it was, but, uh, but there is a lot of truth there because I have been around a people, especially, uh, playing golf. There's something uh, that I don't know about golf. That is just kind of a very bro sport and activity. And yeah, I've been around people that have, um, that have said terrible to, not just as a way of making fun of someone else, but just, uh, the subject matter that they're talking about. I mean, it's, it's almost like this, um, I don't want to say 
um, like safe zone. <laughs> it's not really safe, uh, but it's this, you know, golfer. A lot of people has been this, you know, time away from the women, the families where they can, you know, where, where dudes can be dudes and they can just talk about whatever terrible shit they want to talk about um, because they're, they're not around. So they really value this time. And it, it's almost as if, well, it's not almost as if it's, it is what it is. The people were getting upset at women for, you know, calling out this, this thing that happened on TV. And it come down to just the fact that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's fear that, um, the sense of, you know, people are trying to take away their, their four hour weekly man game. And I don't know, uh, trying to say that they, they shouldn't do that equating like maybe not, maybe not making sexist or misogynistic jokes in public if as a public figure uh, and the message that that sends to, well, you know, you, we can't have anything. We can't even tell jokes anymore. We can't do this and that, which is, you know, that's that whole thing is ridiculous. We know, uh, but people get very upset by that. And uh, again, it comes back to uh, how dare you, you know, how dare you say something about it? And really something that we as a society are really good at is telling other people, especially marginalized people, what they should or shouldn't be offended uh, about. And, you know, we talk a lot about comedy and the effect that that has. Um, but uh, the the other thing, too, is if you're really kind of getting into what it is that that people are saying because some of some of the other comments weren't even about the the you know socio-cultural implications of what this what kind of behavior this normalizes and encourages but um you know a lot of what what seems to come out is this this uh <laughs> this adherence to you know everyone suddenly becomes an expert in biology or science and it's just like well you know that the the point is it's like whatever the joke is fine but women women can't hit the ball as far as as men like there's not a woman that can outdrive tiger woods and that's why it's funny um and you know almost like using that as a challenge to to the women that were speaking out like well when you know when you can hit the ball that far or as far as men then you you earn the right to say something about it, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, and this, uh, this is kind of related to what, uh, what's been going on for a while, which is, uh, the idea. I mean, there's so, there's so many things, <laughs> so many terrible things happening in this country right now that are specifically designed, um, to, to harm, uh, trans individuals and trans kids. I mean, that's always been, a thing. Um, and so it kind of came up again. I think, uh, I want to say Tennessee, uh, passed a bill. Other States are trying to do it too, to, uh, um, well, pretty much just delegitimize the existence of, of trans people, but trans kids, but specifically to bar trans girls from competing, uh, with, with other girls. And, you know, of course, like I said, all the experts in um, in biology and 
um, physiology and kinesiology and all that come out and say like, well, it's just, it's not fair. It's an unfair thing. And you know, what I usually say in response to that is like, you know, you can, the argument that you're making is, is, or that you, you're basing your argument on, uh, is really kind of hollow. And, and we all know, we read between the lines, like we know that it's not actually about that. That's just kind of the excuse that people use to, you know, to validate their, their transphobia and whatever it is that, that they have, because essentially what they're saying is sort of like, but what they were saying about the golfers and the Tiger Woods thing is that, um, you know, claiming that it's unfair because what they're essentially saying is, well, a, a man, any man, uh, is inherently biologically superior and better at whatever sport it is than every woman and when you stop to think about that for a second i mean you know that there's you know you can you can make whatever argument you want to make to to kind of get around that but that's essentially what you're saying uh same thing with uh with the golf thing you're saying that any any man golfer is better than every woman golfer um and so, you know, again, we, it's just not, there's no basis to that. There are men and women with varying levels of, um, of training, of talent, of, of all that. I mean, you know, that there, there are plenty of, uh, women athletes that, uh, can beat many, many men athletes. So anyway, I mean, they, that's, that's an argument you know, I'm sure that will continue. Um, but it's, you know, it's really upsetting, I guess, because, uh, that, that gets its footing a lot in sports and people, uh, relay that to just the rest of what we do in society, um, as a way to, again, to delegitimize and to harm and to harm people. In this case, I'm talking specifically about women and specifically even more so about trans women. Uh, so, you know, those are kinds of just how I approach the conversation. And again, that's coming from me, a, a cis man. Um, you know, I don't have the, um, I don't have the right to talk a whole lot about how, you know, that about who's impacted and how much they're impacted. Um, all I can do is just relay, you know, what, what I've heard, what I've read, what, what the conversations that I've had. But, um, again, when talking to other people, talking slash arguing to other people, i.e. other, uh, cis men uh, about this. And when those things come up, those are, those are the talking points that I make. It's just, um, you know, like anything else, I think if you just ask questions, um, you know, that usually is enough to at least get some type of, um, pause and thinking maybe a little bit deeper into what it is that they're saying, or, you know, if they make a joke about whatever, um, you know, not being able to, to 
hit or throw or whatever was hard and just kind of asking um, <laughs> uh, a little intentionally just like, well, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Um, and anyway, that's just, that's just sort of how I, I get into all that. Uh, so uh, that um, is what I've been thinking about and what I've been talking about regarding to sports. Uh, I'll take a little break here and I will update you on uh, what I've been watching and the progress I've been making through the Best Picture nominees. We've got the uh, Oscars coming up soon, so more about that after the break. All right, we are back. And uh, just before we get into this uh, this last segment about um, what we're watching and Oscars and all that, uh, I did want to make one additional point about um, the uh, the whole sports thing and the competing um, aspect of it. And this is just based on on conversations that I've had with with people, um, and they're they're very with trans. I'm sorry, with trans people that. Um, that I hear, I hear kind of over and over again, which is this, you know, the, um, the pushback against this notion that, uh, there's this unfairness thing going on, particularly, uh, with, with trans women competing, uh, in, in women's sports. Um, the other thing with that too, is that, you know, it's almost like addressing this, this notion that, that, this is part of some master plan to, you know, to be able to compete. And when it's like, you know, yes, I, you know, I enjoy playing this sport and, uh, but you know, I am not very good, uh, against, uh, against the people that I'm competing against. So I'm actually going to go through this entire, uh, everything that's involved psychologically, emotionally, physically, I'm going to go through all this just so that I can win a high school swing uh, meet. And, you know, that that is something that gets brought up a lot. And to me, I don't know, the sheer ridiculousness of that is is very apparent. Um, you know, I don't I don't believe that that is anyone's end game uh, to doing that, I think. Uh, it, what it comes down to, like a lot of other things that individuals, that people, humans just want to be accepted and validated for who they are, um, without having, you know, to compromise that. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's it for that. Um, so I have been making my way through the best picture nominees and I got, I got a lot farther than I thought I was going to. There, there's still probably, so I'm recording this on Saturday. I believe the, the Oscars are tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so there's just some, there's just a couple movies that I'm not going to be able to watch. And, uh, one of those, uh, is Avatar because I think that's only in the theaters and I'm still, I'm not opposed to going to see a movie in a theater. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a big to do. And anytime I, I plan to leave the house for more than a couple of hours, um, I got to think about that. Cause you know, I'd have, you know, obviously like even the dog here. And then, uh, also 
I don't know. I mean, you know, in case in case you weren't aware, COVID is over, right? Everything's back to normal. But I don't know, something still about movie theaters and enclosed spaces like that where people are are eating and drinking, laughing, and you know, just, just a lot of a lot of things that still um, make me a bit uneasy. But um, so the the Avatar film, The Way of Water, is I believe only in theaters. So I don't think I will be watching that and. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of talk about it. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna assume that my assumption is correct and it's not as good as some of the other, some of the other films. I mean, I'm sure it's visually stunning and, uh, you know, James Cameron spent a zillion dollars making it you know, special effects masterpiece and all this other stuff, but I'm sure. So, you know, might probably win some technical awards, but um, I just don't know that there is a narrative or a storyline that would be that compelling for me to to ensure that I have to go see this. Um, and I think other than that, the only movie that I probably won't see is, uh, is, is All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, which is on Netflix, uh, but I don't know. I just, I I have tried to start watching it, but there's just something about a, a war movie right now that, I don't know, I just can't, I just can't push play. I, I go to something else. Um, but since last time, I have um, seen most of the rest of them. I just, just finished uh, Banshees of Inisherin, uh, which is on HBO Max. Um, it really wasn't the movie I expected. I don't know what I expected. Um, I don't know that I expected anything, but it, it wasn't the film that I expected it to be. It was, it was, uh, well done. Well, very well acted. Uh, you know, Colin Farrell did a, uh, fantastic job with that. I think, um, also on HBO as I, uh, I finished, uh, Elvis, which I don't know, like there is something about that it was kind of overwhelming in the sense of, I don't know, I guess like I was expecting a, a biopic, which I guess it kind of is technically, but I don't know the whole, uh, the, the Baz Luhrmann treatment, the kind of showmanshipy kind of stuff with it. I don't know. It, it made me, it made me feel like I was watching like a commercial about, you know, like the trailer the whole time. Uh, and not actually watching the film, so, um, and I get it, you know, it's, it's hard to, to kind of tell the story that you want to tell about, uh, someone that, uh, that was so iconic and, and, you know, problematic too, because the origins of, of the music and how he made his money, um, uh, essentially, um, stealing <laughs> or borrowing, uh, music from, from black musicians. So, um, uh, I did see, uh, I'm, I haven't quite finished the Fablemans. I'm, I'm almost through with that. So I'll probably finish that up after I'm done recording here. Uh, but I saw, uh, I did see Tar, um, I saw Top Gun back in the Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking, um, Probably for me right now, I think, so when I think about Best Picture, I I feel, you know, since I'm 
an expert in film, right? Uh, I feel that uh, it should be the, what I can see is the best made film. So everything included, it should, it should be captivating, you know, like the, the writing should be, uh, should be captivating, should be interesting, should be, um, you know, really, really gripping and, uh, and, uh, and the acting, uh, is, is solid. I mean, you're really, you know, kind of just, just submerged in, in that world. And also, of course, you know, the technical aspects of it, like, does it, does it look great? You know, does it look pretty? Does it look, um, you know, effects, all that other stuff. Um, so I think right now I, I would be leaning toward, uh, everything everywhere all at once. And it's an unconventional film. It definitely is not a, um, a traditional story kind of thing, which makes it very innovative, I think. Um, but I think just all of those things that, that go into making a, a great film were there for it. Um, you know, the cinematography is fantastic. I mean, just, just the, the, the look of the film and the scenes and, and, you know, the writing is great. It's so like bizarre, but it's, you know, make you laugh, make you cry, all, all those things. Um, I did enjoy uh, Triangle of Sadness. I thought that was that was a well-made film. Um, Women Talking was was uh, was well-made too. Um, it that was also one that was a little different than than I expected. I didn't hear much about it, but it's that's a good film. Uh, I just think, unfortunately, that it kind of um, whether or not I like it or I think it's good, um, the people that vote for these things are probably going to, you know, they tend to be more for, for the bigger, bigger budget, bigger studio, um, kinds of things. So, uh, and then, you know, I, I, I may have talked about this before, but, uh, Top Gun Maverick, it, I mean, it was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I just don't, think that it is at that caliber of like a, a best picture kind of film. I mean, it was, you know, it worked fine. It had all the parts that it needed to have. It just didn't, um, you didn't blow me away. It was predictable. Um, I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for that just because of the, the original and, and what that may, that may have meant to them. Uh, but no, I mean, it's a good movie. I'm nothing, I'm no problem with it. I just, again, um, put up against the rest of these films. Um, I don't know that it, it, uh, it over, it outperforms them and all the other facets. So anyway, um, that's what I've been doing. Guess we'll find out, uh, tomorrow or, you know, we will have found out depending on when you're listening to this. Um, other than Oscar films, uh, let's see what, uh, what TV shows have I been watching? I'm, 
almost done with uh, Poker Face, uh, which is uh, Natasha Leone. Uh, that's been that's been a nice little show. Um, I do need to plan on starting Last of Us. I've heard nothing but great things about that. Um, the new Ted Lasso season is premiering soon. Oh, uh, the Party Party Down third season uh, started and it's kind of picked up right where it left off. Um, so if you are a fan of the previous two seasons, uh, there's a brand new season with uh, a lot of the original, most of the original cast uh, and a couple of, of newcomers. So um, so if you want to, to get a couple of yucks in there, um, that's that's a good show to check out. That one's on stars. Um, and other than that, that's pretty much about it. Um, like I said, I do hope to have at least one more episode coming out this month uh, focused on uh, women's history. Um, hopefully we can have some dialogue with uh, with a few of the women in my life. Um, that pretty much about wraps it up. Poe, do you have any parting thoughts? He says no, he's still sleeping. So, um, All right then, well. Uh, thanks for stopping in and listening and, uh, we will, uh, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fairweather Friends. Don't forget to click subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Feel free to connect with us by leaving us a voice message at anchor.fm slash fairweatherfriends. Also, you can connect with us on social media. Thank you.